What's up, everyone? It's been a while, as usual. I uh, don't do these nearly as regularly as I would like to do them. I do aim to change that. Uh, look, always looking to chat with people, and this is the thing I want to work towards, getting people. But here I am again, uh, sitting on the lounge at home, to be honest. This is a bit of a uh, spontaneous podcast. Uh, I was training someone today and talking to the young man about combat and... Uh, what it takes to do and, and be good at it and so forth. And I use the term building your toolkit. And uh, this is something I quite often use. I'm sure other trainers use it in combat. I like to think of uh, the skills you have in combat as tools. And uh, I always refer to that as building your toolkit when it comes to fighting. So uh, at the end of the session, we had a Little, wouldn't even probably call it a spa. Gloves are on, but no, no shin guards, just playing and touch and go and back and forth and and so forth. And I managed to uh, expose a few openings and catch him here and catch him there. And and uh, he's always looking to learn. He's a good good young man, Ibrahim, who I train. And what I spoke to him about at the end is he's younger and clearly and faster than me. And I'm uh, well, I'm nearly fifty years old now. But what I have over him, I try to explain, is uh, I just have a bigger toolkit. I have more tools to draw on. So if it comes down to speed, absolutely, someone can have the advantage. But there's ways you can exploit someone's speed by having a bigger toolkit, like I say. Uh, I believe the problem a lot of people try to deal with when it comes to someone, if they're competing against them, whatever combat sport you want to use, boxing, Muay Thai, MMA, it doesn't matter is that if someone's, if especially MMA, use it, let's use that as an example. If someone is a better boxer than you in MMA and you clearly know you can't outbox them, you don't try to box this person. You try to exploit them in other ways and where you can be better than them by using other tools to take those hands away from them. You don't try and beat someone with better hands than you with your hands. You try and make them pay every time they use their hands, whether it be taking their lead leg out every time they step forward for a jab hitting them with a push kick, picking up a single leg, whatever that is, you try to explo- exploit them for attempting to hit you with their hands. The same can be done for someone who's a kicker. Every time someone uses a kick, you can counter with punches or catch a kick or whatever it be. So you have to understand that when you go into competition, it's okay that someone's better than you in a certain field, but you just have to work it where you can exploit that. Hey, MMA... This is probably easier because you have more ways to exploit someone, obviously. In boxing, it, it's hands only. So the way you can exploit them would be, you could be a better offensive fighter, better defensive fighter, better counterpuncher, um, or faster. You know, there's ways you can definitely ex- expose advantages you might have over someone, but it's more challenging because you are limited to your hands only. Kickboxing, you've got a few more options because you've got your hands and your feet. Muay Thai, you've got more again because you've got the clinch. Someone may be a lot stronger in the clinch than on the outside, so that person's going to try and take the advantage on the inside. And then your job is to obviously avoid the clinch. So there's ways to expose someone by having more tools. But you have to work on these tools. You've got to understand it takes patience uh, and it's going to take years to do that. So you need to just be consistent and put yourself around people who do have more tools from you than you and you can learn from them. Don't be shy when you train and you talk to people. If someone exposes you and catches you with a shot, a punch, a kick, a takedown, whatever it is, 
ask them to do it again and why and how they did it and look at why they got you and try and fix it and counter it and then take that tool for yourself and put it in your toolkit and build it. And then you use that against someone else. And then you, if they catch you with something else, you ask them how they did it. And you slowly just take from different people and learn. Be humble enough to do that. It's okay that you got caught. So I can BJJ, tap early, tap off, and avoid getting hurt, but learn from it. I remember when I was doing a lot more BJJ back years ago, if you get caught and tapped out, I'd ask someone to do it again and see why I got caught instead of you know, trying to avoid it and just pretend like it didn't happen and be embarrassed about it. Just acknowledge it and be okay that you got caught. Go back, do it again until you don't get caught with that same thing anymore. And again, that's still, that's building your toolkit as well. You're, you're learning from that. And eventually as the years go on, you become a mature fighter. You know, you start out in the amateur ranks, you start and you stay in the amateur for as long as you can. And uh, while you're in the amateurs, you're building all those tools, all those weapons. So when you do decide to become a professional fighter, if you do in boxing, kickboxing, MMA, whatever it is, you have all those weapons, you have all those tools to better deal with an array of things coming at you with a different skilled fighter every time. Someone who's faster, someone who's stronger, someone who's better on the ground, someone who's better in the stand-up. Whatever they're better at, you're gonna have those tools to counter those weapons. Uh, so understand that when you're young, it's okay not to have them. You'll learn, you're about to take them in and just learn from that and uh, slowly improve and just put them in there and have them. You may not use them all all the time, but it's nice to have a lot of them in your back pocket to better pull out. There's gonna be some little tricks of the trade, some little things that people don't see very often that I've picked up through the years of martial arts. I started when I was 11 years old, you know, I'm 40, nearly 49 now. So I've been kicking and punching for a long, long time and it becomes very, very natural for you to do. So uh, obviously starting young is a, is a great way to do it. And I was giving Ibrahim some advice today and saying that I think for MMA fighters coming through particularly, get into BJJ young. I think BJJ is a lot harder to catch up with than it is to catch up in striking. Some people may disagree with that, but I think most people would think that it's pretty similar to that, that um, it was definitely my weakness. I started BJJ very late in life. I would have been ooh, Thirty-five years old, yeah, thirty-something years old. I can't remember the exact day now. Probably thirty-four. So that's very late to start. Um, I had my first MMA fight, and I think I probably had six months BJJ experience. So definitely my weaknesses were uh, on the ground. Uh, all my losses in MMA were on submissions, no stand-ups, lose it losses, all on the ground, and that's okay. Um, but that again, I didn't have the toolkit, uh, so it was very difficult. But I, I, in hindsight, obviously, if I started younger and all of these things, that would have been great. But uh, lessons learned there, all you do is you pass these on to younger people coming through. Be humble, be patient, build your toolkit so you have the skills to deal with different fighters in different areas of combat sport, whatever you choose to uh, join in. So remember this one, guys. It's a very important lesson. It's something I wanted to get out of my head and, and uh, into a podcast. And hopefully people can take something away from it. If you don't take something away from it, you hand it on to someone else. You pass it forward, you pay it forward to someone, let them hear this and let them understand that it's important to build your toolkit. Don't be one-dimensional. You have to be able to put yourself in uncomfortable situations. You can't all be, always be where you want to be um, in a fight. Learn that you're going to understand, you're going to have someone on your back sometimes. 
You're going to be in someone's guard or you're going to be in someone's clinch or you're going to be in the corner of the ropes. You're going to be not knowing how to deal with that. So expose your weaknesses in training so those weaknesses become your strengths and uh, you're going to be a better fighter for it. But remain humble, build your toolkit, toolkit work hard, be determined, and uh, I'm sure you can succeed. Cheers, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Please share. Um, let other people know about this. I know I don't do them very often. I will aim to change that uh, in the near future as soon as I can. But in the meantime, I get it out there when I have an idea and want to chat about it to uh, hopefully help anyone who is listening. Thanks again. I know we'll be back hopefully sooner than later. Cheers.